I have some bad news. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you have. Are you sitting down? Because we need to talk. It's not you, it's me. Set your house in order. There are certain phrases that strike fear into the heart of every person. Some key words signal the defining moments of crisis. Many of you are amid that struggle right now. And maybe you, like me in my life, have heard these phrases. And when you did, your heart sunk. I want you to know that Yahweh is no stranger to difficult moments and seasons of life. Today, I want to share an intimate conversation from the Bible. The very moment a king hears the worst news anyone could ever hear. He hears the words, you are about to die and you will not recover. And even in that moment, we have a powerful reminder that God is bigger than your crisis. So if you have your Bibles with you today, I encourage you to join me in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 38. And I will read from verses 1 to 8 today. Isaiah 38, 1 through 8. The word of the Lord says, In those days, Hezekiah became terminally ill. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, came and said to him, This is what the Lord says, Set your house in order, for you are about to die. You will not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and he prayed to the Lord. He said, please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly. And I have done what pleases you. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I am going to add 15 years to your life and I will rescue you and this city from the grasp of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city and this is the sign to you from the Lord that he will do what he has promised. I am going to make the sun's shadow that goes down on the stairway of Ahaz go back 10 steps. So the sun's shadow went back the 10 steps it had descended. Let me pray. Father, as we read your word, use your spirit to illuminate our minds and our hearts to behold the glorious mystery of the good news of Jesus Christ. Remind us in this moment that you are so much bigger and greater than any crisis we will ever experience in our life. Thank you that we can rest in the good news that Jesus gives us the victory. We pray all of these things in Jesus, our Messiah. Amen and amen. A crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. It's the turning point of disease or pandemic when an important change takes place indicating either recovery or death. You see, this is how the dictionary defines the word crisis. Maybe you can relate. 
I feel like our world is reeling from the devastating effects of the coronavirus. At this moment, at least 450,000 confirmed cases. Friend, I want you to know that the Lord is not silent in times like this. As we read earlier in the days of Isaiah and Hezekiah, the prophet said to the king, set your house in order in verse 1. At this point, Hezekiah was a young man around the age of 39. Well, how would you react if you received such difficult news? Here's a powerful spiritual truth. Every crisis in your life includes a wake-up call. Isaiah was not pronouncing judgment as much as he was simply pronouncing a statement of fact. There is something powerfully visceral about a wake-up call, a crisis of faith, and a defining moment. The psalmist in Psalm 90 verse 12 utters something similar. He says, teach us, O God, to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. The thief on the cross, knowing his moments were limited, knowing that he had few breaths left, asked the Messiah, he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter into the kingdom in Luke chapter 23 and verse 42. Yeah, I believe that this moment, what we are experiencing as present is for you and for the church is truly a defining moment. I believe this is a get your house in order wake up call. Why? Because God moments during times of crisis help us put our entire lives in perspective where we need the Holy Spirit to help us keep the main things the main things and the plain things the plain things. I believe the opposite of a wake up call is a life wasted. My prayer today is that God would wake us up, that we might passionately pursue Jesus Christ every day and every moment of our lives. Every crisis, this crisis, these moments include a spiritual wake-up call. Do not sleep when God is waking you from your slumber. Secondly, I believe we see here from this passage of Scripture, in verse 2 especially, that every crisis reveals your dependence. In verse 2, we see that Hezekiah, the moment he received this news to get his house in order, that he would not recover. In this very moment, he turns his face to the wall and he prays to the Lord. And he says, please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully Lord, remember how I have walked before you wholeheartedly. In an instant, Hezekiah's life changed and he immediately turned his face towards the Lord. How did the king know where to turn? I believe it's because he often went to the fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. One Greek philosopher said it this way. He said, we do not rise to the level of our expectations, 
but we fall to the level of our training. See, I believe Hezekiah's crisis revealed his character. It revealed his dependency. He was a man who knew where to turn in his moment of need. Something changes within a person when you realize that the Lord is near and that he is with you. Listen, I want you to understand right now that if you are in Jesus Christ, he is with you. That's the promise of God for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Charles Spurgeon says it this way, that nearness to God brings likeness to God. The more you see God, the more of God will be seen in you. See, Hezekiah's crisis in Isaiah 38 reminds us of this very clear and powerful truth. You can depend on God. He is a loving father who turns his face towards those who turn their face towards him. Crisis in your life reveals your reliance. So who are you depending on right now? What do you rely on? Are you depending on God as your only source of strength and salvation? Look at what Hezekiah says in verse three. He says, please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly and how I have done what pleases you. And then Hezekiah begins to weep bitterly. So look again at what he says. He says, please, Lord, remember how I have walked faithfully, wholeheartedly. This is a prayer of and the power of a life completely devoted to the one true God. Hezekiah's service to the Lord was not half-hearted or self-seeking. Rather, it was, it was whole. It was complete. In Christ, you are not called to clean out a closet or two. We are called to set our entire house, set your whole house in order. So I simply ask you right now, will you boldly pray and ask the Lord to give you strength to rely upon him and him alone. Oh God, let us set our houses in order. Let us serve you faithfully and wholeheartedly, not with some of who we are, but with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. Every moment of crisis reveals your true dependence. Thirdly, I believe that we see this. Every crisis in your life reveal the tender mercies of your Savior. As the king is weeping, the word of the Lord comes to the prophet in verse 4 and verse 5. Now we're not told here in Isaiah 38, but 2 Kings verse chapter 20 tells us that before Isaiah gets to the courtyard of the palace, the word of the Lord comes to the prophet. The Lord was not slow to answer the tearful prayer of the king. And likewise, we see in the word of God that the Lord is quick to answer you. He's quick to answer me in our moments of need. The first tender mercy of your father is that the father is quick to hear. I'm reminded often that only a son or a daughter 
would be foolish enough to wake the king up at two o'clock in the morning and ask for a glass of water. But that's the bold assurance that any child has who knows that their father loves them, that cares and will meet their need in their time of need. And yet this is what you can do because of the bold love of Jesus Christ. This is exactly what the Messiah says in in Matthew 7, verse 7. Jesus himself says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Remember in times of difficulty that your Father is quick to hear you in your time of need. What a great tender mercy and promise of anyone who seeks Jesus Christ. Secondly, we see this tender mercy in the time of crisis. We see that sometimes your father allows an incomplete picture so that you will completely trust in him. Did God change his mind? Clearly, Isaiah comes to the king and says, you will die. You will not recover. Hezekiah prays and he weeps. God comes back to the prophet and he gives Hezekiah 15 more years of life and vitality. Did God change his mind? No. What we see that God answers Hezekiah, not on the ground of human faithfulness, but on the faithfulness of his ancestor, David. We see this prayer in verse 5. The Lord God answers because of the ancestor David and says, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I am going to add 15 years to your life. Here's what we might not fully understand yet and what Hezekiah might not fully have understood. It's quite possible that in this moment, Hezekiah had not yet a son who would one day take the throne. This was a promise that the Lord God, Yahweh, had made to David. It's a promise that the Lord unconditionally gave to David. So the fact that Hezekiah would die early meant that God would break his promise. So the the health of Hezekiah was more than death. It was the broken promise and broken trust of a faithful God. You see, Hezekiah's crisis threatened to break God's promise. In essence, the news of get your house in order was God's way of saying to Hezekiah, do you trust me? Do you trust God even when you have an incomplete picture. Maybe you're looking around at the world right now and you say, God, I can't see fully. And God is asking, do you trust me? Do you trust that Jesus works for the good, even when you can't see any good? Often your heavenly father will allow you an incomplete picture so that you will completely trust and depend upon him. See, I believe it's a mercy from heaven that faith is much greater than sight. Do you trust God today? Tender mercy three that we see in this text is that your father will not forget you. You see, Isaiah's appearance to Hezekiah is an indication that God had not forsaken the king. Remember, 
before Isaiah gets to the courtyard, God comes back to the prophet and he comes to the king yet a second time. And listen to what Yahweh says to Hezekiah in verse five. He says, go tell Hezekiah, this is what the Lord, your God of your ancestor David says. I have heard your prayer. I have not only heard your prayer, but I have seen your tears. Look at what I am doing in your life. Heard, seen, and look. In Christ, you do not worship a God who idly sits in heaven, but a father who actively hears you, who actively sees you, and who actively calls you to look and listen at his work in your life. I want you to know today that your father will not forget about you. Every crisis reveals the tender mercies of the Savior to you. And again and again, God is shouting that he loves you, that he cares for you, that he is seeing you, and that he is working in your life. But I wonder what Hezekiah would tell us about his experience. What would Hezekiah tell you about his crisis? Well, you don't have to guess because the word of the Lord reveals the heart of the king. Look in verse 17 of the same chapter. Hezekiah himself says, Indeed, all of this was for my own well-being, that I had such intense bitterness. But God, but your love has delivered me. This is the response from a man who understood that Yahweh is bigger than his crisis. I read a story recently that stuck in my mind and my heart. It's a story about a man who loved figs. And so he went out and he picked a basket of figs. He brought them to his house and he sat down to eat the figs. He put the first fig in his mouth and as he bit into the fig, he realized that this fig had a worm. So he threw it in the trash and he ate a second fig. Like the first, the second fig also had a worm. So he threw it out. Again, there was a third fig. So he ate the third fig and As he was eating the third fig, it too was ruined by a worm. So he had a grand idea. He left his chair, he went to the wall, he turned off the lights, sat back down, and then he began to eat the rest of his figs. I believe in the same way. Oftentimes we push aside God's wake-up calls. We turn off our spiritual lights and we're content to eat the worm. The danger is that when the crisis fades, when the crisis is averted, that we go back to business as usual. Your father wants you to wake up every day and run to Jesus Christ. God is bigger than your crisis. Do not turn off the lights. Do not go to sleep, but wake up Depend upon Jesus, the Messiah, and find that his mercies are tender. Maybe as you hear this word and this good news, you realize that you have never trusted in Jesus Christ as your 
personal Lord and Savior. See, the biggest crisis that we all face is our eternal separation from God because of our personal sins. And if that's you, if you finally realize that you are a sinner and you are in need of a great Savior, I want you to know that when you pray, your Father will hear you if you pray through faith and a repentant heart. And we want to give you the opportunity to pray a prayer and say, God, I need you. I welcome you in my life. You could pray a prayer something like this right now. And as I pray, I welcome you to pray also at home from your heart and ask God to save you and redeem you. You can pray, Jesus, today I recognize that it is because of my sin, my bad actions, that I need you. I believe that Christ came to live a sinless life. He died on the cross and he was raised from the dead to rescue me from my sin. Lord, forgive me because today, in this moment, in my crisis, I turn from me and I put my trust in you. I know that Jesus is my Lord and the King of all and I will follow him. If that's you today, know that your father is quick to hear you and redeem you and welcome you into a new family, into the kingdom of God. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, that God loves you and that in the midst of any crisis, God is bigger. Father, we have heard your word. And now as we sing a song of response, we ask that you would stir our hearts that we would not only hear your word, but that we would do, that we would throw ourselves before the seat and the throne of our Savior, that we would find that you are quick to listen. We would find that your mercies are tender. We would find that you have not forgotten us. Oh Lord, may we find you faithful. Even when we have an incomplete picture, may we trust you completely our rock and our redeemer. We pray this in Jesus' name. We're gonna continue our time of worship with a song that will reflect on the gospel. And we encourage you to sing loudly, sing boldly and spend some time with Jesus Christ today. God bless.